Welcome to Hero's Journey Physio Fitness. Our mission is to empower, inspire, and mentor people to reclaim their health and become self-reliant in their fitness. I'm your host, Dr. Cameron Hogue. Join with me as my co-host, Annabelle Rios. All right, guys, we're going live in three, two, one. What's up, everybody? What's going on, people? You know what time it is. Look around you. Who do you see? Tell them right now about this podcast and to like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Maybe someone who does not know about the podcast, right, sure. Annabelle? Exactly. That'd, that'd be nice. That would be really nice. Um, Annabelle, is there anything you want to uh, confess to the people that we were talking about earlier today? Yeah. Do you guys know what the three, two, one principle is? Do you know what it is, Cam? Why don't you explain it for the audience? Back in the day. Well, many moons ago. Yeah. Earlier this year. <laughs> just a few months ago, we um, talked about the three, two, one principle. Mm-hmm. What's that? Which we we're, you know, saying that if you're getting into fitness, a good a principle to follow is three days a week of doing some sort of resistance training, whether that's calisthenics, weight training, kettlebells, whatever, two days of cardio and one gram of protein per pound of body weight desired or desired body desired. weight um those big so, boys out there <laughs> and <laughs> and uh we call that the three two one principle that we try to ourselves incorporate into our workouts into our nutrition and things that we think would make uh, life a little bit easier for those starting off yeah i agree um so why for, for some of us you know you kind of skip you go three and then one you kind of just forget about two yeah annabelle uh hasn't been doing his cardio it showed today. And he threw up after the workout this morning. Yeah. So we don't want that for you. No. Well, we did a little six minutes of hell. <laughs> what was what was that part of the workout? It was inspired by the CrossFit people. Not that we're against CrossFit people, but it was had some inspiration <laughs> you from call, them. Do you call them the CrossFit people? <laughs> the CrossFitters. <laughs> the CrossFitters. Uh, we, we did uh, pull-ups slash chin-ups, push-ups, and then... Kettlebell swings, 48-pound kettlebell swing. Two minutes each. Two minutes each for six minutes. As many as you can. Yep. And, uh, <clears throat> they like to call it AMRAP, Cam. AMRAP. AMRAP, yeah. All right. Today, we've got 10 ways to prevent injuries in the gym. Make it real easy for you guys. Make Just it. don't go to the gym. All right. Next episode. Well, so it's funny that you actually <laughs> say that. So um, in physical therapy... When people come in to see me, that is their mindset. They think that going to the gym avoidance is the, avoidance is that going to the gym is actually how you hurt yourself. Therefore, mm. I won't go to the gym so I don't hurt myself. Like, I'm if I go run, I'm going to hurt my knee. So therefore, I'm not going to go run. But you want to know the funny thing, Annabelle? How many of those injuries that I see on a weekly and monthly basis mm. is gym injuries? It's very low. Probably very, very low. Very low. And I know that some people, some therapists specialize in sports medicine and, you know, more the of The sexy side of PT. The sexy side <laughs> um, that every PT wants to get into um, and then realize that's not might not be for them. Um, okay. But a lot of people think like that. Mm. Um, that's actually going to be one of the 10 ways here. But. Oh, I got, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but let's continue, continue. Um. Yeah, some people just want to avoid. And uh, we're here to tell you that is not the case. Avoidance is not the solution. Most injuries that I see are not gym-related and 
probably could have been prevented if they had gone to the gym and got stronger and more mobile and more mm-hmm. fit. But Annabelle started with number one of the 10 ways to prevent injuries in the gym. This is important for everyone out there. If it's your first time lifting or you've been lifting for 10 plus years, respect the weight. The weight will humble you and bring you down to your knees and make you question life. (laughs) (laughs) So while Anvil is making a joke there, it is very serious. It is very serious. I, I agree. When, I mean, we were thinking about that the other day whenever we were trying to go heavy. And yeah. you, and you kind of had tweaked a little something, and you kind of looked at me and said, "Man, I should have respected the weights. Mm-hmm. The, weight, the weights don't care about your feelings." Well, I think it was we're we're revealing too much. Do as we say, not as we think. <laughs> well, some so some of these things are we're trying like we've learned from experience. Yeah, yeah, and you know we're we're not just we're experimenting for you guys. We're not just googling this crap and putting it on there. These are things that we we've have experienced. Yeah, I think gone like one through. day we were like. You know what, dude? I kind of want to see. It was shortly after we had done the 100 push-up challenge. And, man, we were knocking them out. And then we're like, you know what? I kind of want to see where my bench is at. Let's go for a PR. Let's say it was very humbling. Oh. I learned quickly that I was, I was like, man, I'm going to get 225 easy today. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, respect the weights. Don't, Don't sh- try to show off. Yeah. You know? So ego a lot of people lifting. call that, yeah, pop, people call that ego lifting. Look, guys, don't, everyone started somewhere. If it's your first time back, if you feel like you should be farther than where you are, don't ego lift. It doesn't, no one cares. No one's watching. If you're at mm-hmm. like at a public gym or whatever, no one is watching. And if they she's are. She's not watching you, dudes. Just stop. <laughs> no, she's not. You might be watching her, but. <laughs> um, so we think some traits of a mature lifter is just humility and respect. I absolutely agree. And I know we're going to cover a little bit on technique, but all of that to be said is just focusing on your form, on the lifts, not caring about what's on the weight or the weight on the bar. Yeah. So that's number one. And I feel like a lot of people can get injured by just not respecting the weights. No. So respect them, guys. Respect them. Number two. And this one, I kind of mean the following I'm just saying, be careful when racking the weight. And by racking, I'm talking about getting the barbell off and on the J-hooks, loading the barbell, getting dumbbells off the rack, moving plates Mm. around. I think a lot of times we get really focused, like when we're performing the lift, and as soon as we get that last rep or whatever, we almost become unfocused. Oh, yeah. like We we forget about the actual technique, and then also we don't even pay attention to how to properly rack. Like almost what? dropping a weight on your foot, yeah. Uh, bending over, rounding your back to grab a forty-five pound plate to put on or mm-hmm. put up, and we almost stop thinking about it and we lose focus. Mm. And I personally have tweaked things by not being careful after the lift is done. So one time with me, I was benching and um, I was rushing through. I didn't put the J hooks at the right height. I wasn't focused, yeah. and I I pushed too hard with my right hand versus my left. So was it, it one of those where it was like a little too high that the hook was a little too high for you? So you had to. It might have. It might actually. I think it was too low on this occasion. Mm. But I pushed too hard with my right because I wasn't thinking, trying to get in, and tweaked my shoulder pretty good, and it kind of stopped me from being able to finish my bench that day. It got better in like a week or so mm-hmm. with a little peace, love, and thunder. But 
came back with thunder. But I wasn't focused. Yeah. And I feel like many a times you can injure yourself when you're not even lifting. It's just the stuff that happens in between. And I'm not saying you can't be talk to people in the gym, but when you're getting near the weights. Racking and unracking is very, very important. Yeah, don't lose that mental focus. Anytime you touch the weight, you should be focused, whether you're loading or performing the lift. Mm. Yeah, and make make sure the safety pins are properly set up. Mm-hmm. Please. So, Annabelle, do you want to share when you kind of tweaked your... You don't have to. <laughs> no, it, it's funny now. I don't know. Man, I was... Back in the day, it was probably like what earlier this year or last year? I can't. No, remember. this was last year. Was it last year? Oh, yeah. My. You know, squat was going up. I was like, man, I'm gonna get four or five. It's easy. <laughs> and then I was humbled by the bots. There was this bots. We just, we didn't. We had a plyometric box. Plyometric it was, bots. It was too close to the rack. To the rack and to the to the uh, what's it called these the, the pins. So, you know, the first few. Warm up sets we were going through, no problem. You know what? I'm skilled at squatting. I'm not gonna hit it. Yeah. We got to the work set. Mm. So what Anvil is also saying is we didn't set the the pins at the right height. Yep. Pins. Which weren't. you know, if you fail a fail a rep and the weight has to go down, the the pins will catch it. So we didn't set those up. We didn't move the box. Anvil squatted down, hit the box, tried to dump the weight backwards, but the <laughs> but the hooks weren't, or the pins weren't I tried there. to dump it forward and backwards. <laughs> At the end of the day, I just kind of fell. And he just fell, and it really hurt his neck. So he's lucky that there was nothing too serious that occurred. We had yeah. to do a little physical therapy with him. Luckily, we have a PT on site, so that solved everything. But that being said. Oh, yeah, maybe check your surroundings, too. Check your surroundings. Be careful, um, yeah, whenever you're around or touching the weights. So some mm. traits a mature lifter we think is intentionality and just not losing focus. Yes. All right. What's number three, Annabelle? <laughs> Man, these stories are funny. Some hard-earned wisdom right here, guys. Yeah, don't do You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Some pain involved. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the next one is the resilient versus fragile mindset. Yeah. Essentially, if you think you can't do it, you're not going to do it. Yes. So this is the one we are when you actually when you brought up is people thinking they're going to get injured going to the gym. Mm. I don't ever think about that. I don't think you should ever think or expect that you will get injured going to the gym. I think that is a horrible mindset to have because if you think that way, it will happen. Yeah. Um there was um well, there's actually this proverb that says, for as he thinketh in his heart, so he is. How you think will dictate what you will become or what you think or what you will be. So don't mm. think that this is, some, like don't think that the body is super fragile um, and don't think that you're going to get hurt. Yeah, and I'm kind of even going back to what we were saying initially is that the gym is actually going to be your solution for a lot of these physical ailments. And don't be afraid of working out. Don't be afraid of you getting injured. And this is a saying that I like. It's, um, I can't remember where I read it. It's pretty much the obstacle is the way. Hmm. What do you mean by that? Like, you have to go through the thing to help you get to where you want to go. So don't see it as something that's going to hold you back or hurt you or prevent you from doing the things you really want to do. It's actually the opposite. It's what's going to help you grow and get to where you want to go. 
So one of my good friends is, well, he was a personal trainer and now he's a strength coach at a college. And, um, I had asked him, I was like, well, you know, cause we played college baseball together. So I kind of knew his workout routine and, mm-hmm. um, he was really, really skinny. And then like, he went back to Canada, you know, started all this stuff. And when I saw him again, like a few years later, Dude, he's big now. he was big boy. He was jacked. And, um, I was like, well, how long have you been like consistently working out? And he's like, well, pretty much since like senior year of college and after. And I was like, have you, have you gotten hurt? Like, have you had any setbacks? And he's like, he literally said, I don't think about it like that. He's like, I, he's like, if I don't think about going to the gym to get hurt and I mm. haven't been hurt. And guys, this isn't saying you're not going to have little pains and tweaks and yeah, little you, aches. Yeah. And you can potentially hurt yourself. Obviously, you know, we did a, we talked about that study a couple of weeks ago about the hundred hours of hundred participation hours in these sports, some being Olympic lifting, gym lifting. And while those are very, very low, there's still the possibility, Yeah. but he didn't think that way. He's like, nah, man, I, I didn't. That. And I don't think he's thinking about the whole growth mindset. Like, let, let's say that you do. Okay. We'll learn from that. Like we learn, move the boxes out of the way, set the pins better, be more focused whenever we're doing a squat or any lift. Just learn from it. If you do happen to whatever, for whatever reason, get hurt. And a lot of times fear prevents action. If you think about it like that and without action, mm. you'll never achieve your goals. Like if you're wanting to lose weight, if you're wanting to get in shape, even if you're wanting to get out of injury in PT, we do exercise. Now it's not like we're trying to lift a bunch of weights. We're trying to do more correctional things so that they can go lift weights. Mm-hmm. But the whole time we're having them stretch and exercise. You have to have some sort of action. And a lot of the mm-hmm. times what I'm doing with clients is actually, we're just talking. I'm giving them the confidence that they need. And it, it's, it's psychological. It is. Um, so last thing on that is just the body and mind are very resilient. Let me say that again. The body and mind are very resilient and we should never underestimate the power of the mind. No, it's powerful for as he thinketh in his heart. So he is. All right. That's number four, Annabelle. The dichotomy between too easy and pushing yourself too hard. This is honestly, this one's a tough one. It is. Because this there's no quote unquote right way on this. It's so mm-hmm. individualized and you you have to experience this one. You have to be honest with yourself too. Cause like sometimes you're not pushing yourself hard enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometimes you're pushing yourself too hard. Um so I think we said this a couple episodes ago. Just because you could doesn't mean you should. Yeah. <laughs> So just because you could run three miles and you haven't done that in five years doesn't mean you should go run three miles. Yeah. But again, it's also a little bit of ego in there. You know, like we talked about, you're not respecting the exercise that you're doing. Absolutely. So the going too easy, we know that's not going to produce results. No. Like you're not giving your body enough stimulus. Progressive overload. You know, again, is there less of a chance of injury? Sure. Because you're not going near your potential. Um, we do know pushing yourself will produce results, but there can be not but, always, there can be a little bit higher chance of injury because you are pushing closer to that, yeah. s- that ceiling of what you're capable I of. I would even say take away the injuries from it, but are you going so hard that let's say you go hard on Monday and now you can't do anything else for the rest of the week. What good is that? Like the weekend warriors, like weekend warriors, you go so hard. Saturday, maybe Sunday, and then 
Monday and Friday, you're recovering. You're done. You're done. Now that will increase your chance of injury because that leads to not being consistent. You're not consistent. You're consistent, what, one or two days a week and you're just blasting yourself. That's going to increase a higher uh, chance of injury Mm -hmm. because your body isn't, you're not slowly introducing the stress for your body to adapt. You're just blasting your body with the stress. So you do want to push yourself, but it's it's about finding that balance. And only you'll know what that is for yourself. And another thing with this too is Annabelle and I really like this this guy named David Goggins. If you don't know who he is, it doesn't matter. Um, but a lot of you might know who he is. And his message is very similar to this. He wants people to push themselves to what they're beyond what they're capable of, but even Goggins doesn't go full send, full blast every day. He's been known to say he does something every day, but those are like active recovery days. And that, for him. For him. And if you were to hear what it is, you're like, that's too much. But that's, that's yeah. for him, that's his active recovery. Yours is going to be a little bit different. And it's not to say you can't get there. And he's not, mm-hmm. he's not, he's said multiple times, like, don't do what I do. Like, do what you can do, but just push yourself. But know that the body has to recover. And he does have active recovery days. Because if you don't have recovery days or active recovery days, injuries can occur when we overstress our bodies by pushing too hard too often. So too hard too often can lead to those overuse injuries, tendonitis, some joint pain, inflammation, mm-hmm. without proper recovery and or you know going back to peace, love, and thunder, those things can become into a subacute or chronic issue if you're not managing them well. Yep. So find that dichotomy for you. Yeah, if, go, I mean, if, if it's your first time, probably you want to go a little bit easier than you think. That's true. At first. At first. Just to kind of gauge where you're at. And then you can think, okay, that was way too easy. So next workout, I can know I can go a little bit harder. And then you until you find that spot. Right. And then you find your current limit or that sweet spot, and then you slowly try to push it forward. And here's a good point, too. The longer you do that, too, the stronger you get, the more mobile you get, the more resilient you'll be to injuries to where you can start to find, you know, how hard you can push yourself because your body will be stronger and more resilient to Mm -hmm. having injuries or even overuse injuries. What are you laughing at, Animal? Nothing. I just looked over there and I forgot you're shirtless. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're doing this podcast shirtless today. Sorry, continue. All right. Um, anything else on the dichotomy between too easy and too hard? No, I think this is so important from both sides. If you go too hard, you're going to burn out. But if you go so easy, you're not going to see your results and then you're going to get frustrated. It's not going to be challenging. Like, eh, this is boring, whatever. Right. So this is really important. Next one. Okay. Number five is we need to build the skill before adding weight. This is so what we mean by that is technique. Mm-hmm. If there's some flaw in the technique, as the weight gets more heavier or the reps start to increase, it's going to start to expose that. At yep. some weight, whatever that weight might be, it is going to start to expose the chink in the armor. Where's the weakest point? Yeah, because you can get away with a lot when the weight's light. Yeah. Because you're strong enough at that point. It's like, yeah, my technique's off, so whatever. But once it starts getting heavy, you can't get away with that. You need to start, that's when you start maybe oh man I tweaked this tweaked that what's going on so one we say respect the weight right and focus in those early sessions that you're doing work on your technique absolutely and um, think about it this way a house built on the sand won't last Mm 
It'll last for a little bit, mm-hmm. but the house built on the rock will stand. Mm-hmm. Even if it takes a little longer, even if it's not as quick, in the long run, consistency. Yeah, what's the rush? What's what is the rush? Like that that that's so hard though because I wanted the quick. I wanted we all do. We all do. I wanted to tell. I wanted to be jacked right away in you know three months and you know i was you know this was i guess high school maybe even even college years my form we've talked about this my form on bench was trash and it was because i was holding i was like my how i was driving down and holding the the barbell was wrong and it limited me when i got to a certain weight i think when i got to like 185 pounds like it was hurting so bad. I couldn't do any more. And I couldn't like, I was done for a couple of days because my wrist hurt so bad. Yep. So like, yeah, like while I was like progressing really quick until you got to that weight where it exposed the fact that you were doing something wrong. Yeah. Um, the weights will humble you. They'll show you they your weakness. Will. So what we're talking about is start light, build the skill, start to push yourself. And this leads into number six, which is warm up, Guys, especially the guys in here do some sort of warm up please do not go up to the bar and immediately put whatever your work set's going to be don't do that do some sort of dynamic warm up whether that's on the treadmill rower some sort of like walking lunges push-ups stat you know yeah, like, depending on what you're doing that day what it, whatever you're doing we've we've had a whole episode on um stretching and all that kind of stuff but a big key something that uh, I think everyone can take away this episode is let's just say you're going to bench press a hundred pounds. If that's your, even after you did your dynamic warm up and your, the blood's flowing temperature, you know, the, your body temperature is increasing. I still wouldn't put a hundred pounds on the barbell. I oh, would no. start with the barbell. And what that can do too, is not only are you getting warm in that movement pattern, mm-hmm. but you're also working on your technique. Yep. Let me make sure everything's set right. Let me make sure my wrists are in a good position, my width, like how I'm squeezing my shoulder blades yeah, back. Let me make sure eyes, all your, this your vision, is, all these little things. Make sure I'm, and then you're working your, the technique as you build up to that heavy set. Yeah. Um, I think that's something that we really got from the power lifters. Yes. They're really big on that. And it, a lot of the times they can only do a couple exercises, a workout, because they are so intentional with their warm up and the rest and the sets and all that kind of stuff where you can't blow through 10 exercises in a workout. No. Like you might only get three to four, sometimes two. Um, but we're not saying everyone has to do just two exercises in a workout no. or something like that. But what we are saying is don't rush these things. No, especially if you're doing one of the, the big lifts. Right. Big four. So do some sort of warm up before the workout and then before the exercise. Now, if you're doing bench and you did your warm up and you did your sets on the hundred pounds and then you are going to go do incline, I'm not saying you have to go through a full, you know, warm exactly. up. Exactly. Like let's say you're doing barbell bench and then you go to dumbbell bench. You yeah. You might not need to go. You, you might not need to do that yeah. again. But if you slightly change the angle, like you might need to do mm-hmm. some sort of weight before you get to your work set. You might not have to go through multiple warm up sets. You to can get make to your, it a bigger jumps. You can make set. bigger jumps. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, this is key. What about number seven, Annabelle? <laughs> you timed that one good. Ben, that is good. All right, number seven. Uh, working agonist and antagonist muscle groups. And also, don't forget the protagonist, <laughs> which is you. <laughs> so with this one, what we're talking, so with every, 
movement. You have one muscle being, or maybe even a group of muscles being the agonist, the one who is doing the movement. Then you have the antagonist, the one who is almost opposing the movement or stabilizing the movement. So mm-hmm. easy example, bicep curls, the, the bicep is the agonist, the triceps is the antagonist. So mm. if you can think about it, like you want to do roughly the same amount of like push exercises as pull exercises, meaning like how many people do so much bench, push-ups, flies, Dude. and they might do like a, you know, a couple sets of rows, but they're not really getting the rear delts, pull-ups. They're not hammering out pulling motions. Every high school boy out there. Exactly. Because <laughs> you want that big chest. You can't see your back in the mirror. You, know, you, don't, no. <laughs> you don't need to work the back. But this can lead to something called upper cross syndrome, which is a muscle imbalance typically seen with overusing push muscles can be postural related to like if you have a desk job and you start to get tight through your pecs and your suboccipital muscles and you start to get weak in your rhomboids and your cervical flexors like of your neck Mm -hmm. um it's almost like this forward head rounded shoulders it can cause shoulder impingement yeah uh, posterior shoulder pain neck pain stuff like that so how you can prevent that is guys just have a well-balanced workout routine have a plan don't wing it (laughs) yeah like you, and don't just follow anything that you find on the internet. Some of these people might not know you need to have roughly an equal amount of push and pull. And this isn't just upper body. This is, this is lower body. This is hamstrings and quads. This is working your low back and your abdominals in the front. Like you can't just overdo your abdominals in the front without working your lumbar spine and vice versa. There's going to create an imbalance in the pelvis. Mm. So Very true. sorry, I'm going off on a rant. No, there. this is good. You need balance in the force, the force. So do this, do, don't forget there's an agonist and antagonist. Do the same amount of push-pull. I think this is so important, um, especially in my early days, man. I, I barely did back. Yeah. <laughs> and you, and we're, the, all that we're talking about is we want to help people avoid injuries or limit them. Yep. And it's going to be key. If you're just primarily focused on one muscle group and not the supporting one, then you're you're going to, mo- you're, you're exposing yourself to, injuries and I, I didn't even want to get into the fact that there's different planes like of movement like the rotational plane oh, the frontal plane the sagittal plane that's not even bringing those into consideration mm. so like you know like so running is uh you're going forward so it is like uh squat up and down and then like lunges and then yeah like doing like that yeah like a forward lunge versus a side lunge mm-hmm. like one's working one plane one's working the other plane twisting like a russian twist or some sort of like pale off press or band uh, chop that works the se- uh, the um, transverse plane mm. so we want to be strong in like all the different planes but a lot of times we just work in we call it the sagittal plane or like this forward moving plane and that can create muscle imbalances a good workout routine will have all of these things accounted for not just working one plane mm. so but that's that's that gets a little bit into the weeds right now we're just talking about make sure you have at least enough push and pull exercises yes this next one's a big one for me this one has really helped me so and i and i and i've seen it work for patients too yeah don't avoid the overhead press the overhead press for shoulder strength will greatly reduce risk of injury I've had some shoulder stuff. I played a lot of years of baseball. I'm sure there's some stuff, janked up stuff going on under the hood. And I would have like this dull, achy pain in my shoulder. So especially when I... Right shoulder? 
my right shoulder, my throwing mm-hmm. shoulder. And especially when I did like that year of just endurance stuff, like just a lot, so much cardio, um, my shoulder would just ache. And as soon as I, well, take that back. So I started working out more. I was like, you know, I, I need an, I loved running. I need to, I, I know that I need the three, two, one principle. I know I need these things. So I started working out and it was helping, but it didn't go away until I started doing overhead press. Like I don't have it anymore. And as long as I do overhead press, my shoulder feels like a million bucks. Why? Why is that, Doc? So I have a few theories. And I do this with my patients. And I think I get really good outcomes in the shoulder because I incorporate... Aren't you Mr. Shoulder? Well, we don't talk about we that. We don't talk about that. Yeah. But he's, he, he knows what he's talking about. Um, I think one reason is because I do get people to go overhead. A lot of people avoid this because sometimes doctors tell them, don't lift anything 10 pounds over your head. You're going to... Yeah, the whole avoidance is a solution. Right. Mm -hmm. So one thing that I really think is does um, that is great about the overhead press. Number one, you are getting weight over your head, which is super important. But you're also incorporating the deltoids and the rotator cuff to work together in the scapula to kind of. So the scapula needs to be able to upwardly rotate. The, the humerus or the glenohumeral joint needs to be able to extend or flex and extend overhead. And then you have the stability of the rotator cuff that keeps the ball and socket aligned. Mm. You don't really get that too much or you're getting it partial. Like you're getting the full range of motion, like yes. lateral raises, front raises, all these different things are great, but you're not taking that joint through the full range and getting all the muscles, the scapula, the shoulder, the rotator cuff. You're not getting all that. And... The whole point of being overhead, most people are weak there. Yeah. And this is going to prevent so many injuries because a lot of people tweak their shoulder by when it's over your head and you're trying to lift something or blah, blah, blah. I noticed such a big difference when I incorporated too. You know, the, that throwing arm, man, something about it, it's always kind of like tweaking or aching. Mm-hmm. Like, it helps it so much. And now, if you're if you were an overhead athlete... Why would you not do an overhead press? Like, why not? Like, it sounds so simple. Now looking back, you're like, man, I really should have been done a lot. Instead of all these like, band exercises and all these other And those bands. are great. Yeah. Those are fine. But this is one easy exercise you need to get into your routine. And I think this will really help your shoulder pain. Now, mm. granted, you do need a good range of motion to do this exercise. So if you don't have full range of motion, we need to work on that first before you can do this exercise. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, most people have full range of motion. Get this one into your workout routine. Now, sidebar. Okay. Been widely debated, especially for for athletes, incline bench or overhead press. Oh. Can we say both? If I if I had to pick, I'd pick overhead press. Yeah, I would say both. But if you had to pick one, if I had to pick one, I th- I mean I just think I think the overhead press is so important. I'm I'm sold on it. Yeah. So and it can be it doesn't have to be barbell. It can be dumbbell, seated, standing. I don't care. Um, but I'm sold on this exercise. Love it. Yeah. So, all right. What's number nine, Annabelle? So what's another one that you're sold on? The deadlift. The deadlift. Guys, we've done an entire episode on this. I think that was episode 13. We'll put in the show notes. Check that one out. This one's a avoid. People avoid this exercise, but I'm just going to say, I don't think there's any other exercise that strengthens the low back and posterior chain better than the deadlift. Hands down. Yeah, it's the best. I 
so again, doing all that cardio stuff, my low back was weak. Mm. Core was weak. And I would, it would get tweaked a lot. Like, so one time I like tripped, like I stubbed my toe and like tweaked my back or I was, um, what was that? I, we were moving some furniture and I tweaked my back and, you know, knock on wood since I've been consistently deadlifting other than little tweaks here and there when you're not actually lifting that go away in a day or so. Yeah. I haven't actually like hurt my back where I'm like in pain for multiple weeks in over two years. And I was, and I was having multiple tweaks of one to two weeks of pain multiple times a year until I started deadlifting. Mm. Cause I'd never done it. I didn't yeah. do a movement pattern. You get weak there and you, you know, you think you're strong cause you're doing so much running, but you're really not because you're not actually working your back muscles and that pattern. I'm huge on this exercise. I mean, how many times do you bend over and pick something up? Oh, so many times. So many times. So you got to be strong in that. So we're not going to belabor the point on the deadlift. Check out episode 13. Yeah. Then avoided. Yeah. Get into that routine. Mm-hmm. What's the last one, Doc? Okay. Last one that I really think will help avoid, um, you know, avoid getting injured in the gym is some mobility, guys. We need some mobility in our life. We talked about in episode two, there's like the 10 aspects of fitness, mobility and flexibility was one of them. And essentially what we said on that was it's the ability to maximize the range of motion of a joint or multiple joints. So few tips here, do yoga, do yoga a couple of times, a couple times a week. I'm actually considering starting to add that into my routine. What Annabelle and I typically do is we do some mobility or and or yoga poses as a cool down at the end of each training session. So like we'll get into like prone press up slash Cobra, um, child's pose, sometimes bar hangs where we'll just hang from the bar, different techniques where we're trying to stretch out our, our core, our hips, our shoulders, mm-hmm. get some decompression. Uh, and that really can help prevent injuries, yeah. but do this post workout. Don't. Yeah. It's a, and we, we, I think we talked about, we talked about that in episode 15, the different types. Uh, I think it's, it's called, it's stretching necessary. Yes. And the answer is yes, but it depends what kind you're doing when you're doing them. And that's kind of what we're trying to clear up here. This yeah. is like post workout, po- post workout, get this mobility work in, or you can have just um, another training day where you do yoga for 15 or 30 minutes or whatever you want. And I think that's, I think that's great. I want to actually start to incorporate its own day Versus like at the end of my workouts. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Those are our 10. Uh, Annabelle, do you want to kind of just briefly read through the 10 before we close it up here? Yeah, I do a quick recap for, for the listeners out there. So number one, always respect the weight. Uh, another one is be careful when you're racking the weight and also check your surroundings. And having a resilient mindset over a fragile one. Uh, the dichotomy between too easy and pushing yourself too hard. Make sure you know what the right balance is for you. Make sure you build your, your skill before you add more weight to the bar. Uh, technique's important. And then having a proper warm-up before your lift. So whether that's dynamic, whether that's um, just going through the actual movement pattern that you're going to be doing. And then make sure that you're also working out the agonist and antagonist muscle groups equally. Don't focus on one or the other. And as Annabelle said, you're the protagonist. You're the protagonist. (laughs) (laughs) And the next two, do not avoid overhead press and deadlifts. They are the solution. Not the issue. Not the issue. Last one, 
mobility. This is, uh, I think, more, more uh, so post-workout. Make sure you incorporate that into your routine. It doesn't have to be anything too long. Just 5, 10 minutes after your workout, something quick. And, yeah, I think those were the... Those were the 10. The 10. What we really want for people, because that's a lot. There, there can be a lot there, and it's like, how can I incorporate two more exercises and do yoga and or do this cool down and do all these different things? Guys, just our challenge to you is just to pick one. Yes. Just pick one. Next workout, start to incorporate it. And hopefully, you know, week after week, month after month, you might have all 10 of these built into either your routine or mindset. And I really do think this will decrease the percentage of injuries out there if you can kind of take these 10 things into consideration. No, I think it will. I hope a lot of people. Anything you got, Anything else you got, Annabelle? No, just, you know, don't see these things as obstacles. They're going to stop you. They're the solution. Yes. That's, that's key. Um, I think that's all I have, Doc. Sweet. What about you? No, just uh, remember that you are human. We should not seek perfection, but just daily improvement. All right. See you guys. See you guys.